We're reading Job 16 through 20 and Psalm 7 here on Commuter Bible OT. Well, the book of Job is a messy book because it deals with messy realities and messy relationships. In one sense, Job's friends are right in that God is just and that sinful people do not flourish in the long run. They are wrong, however, to say that the reverse is necessarily true because disheartening circumstances aren't always caused by sin. Sometimes they are simply the designs of God. He is our sovereign maker and sustainer, and he may do as he pleases. Job is an emotional wreck and says some things he probably wouldn't say if he were at peace, but he still holds on to what he knows about the Lord and clings to that truth as he navigates hardship. In today's reading, listen for some messianic foreshadows that Job mentions in his longing and despair. Job 16 through 20. Then Job answered, I have heard many things like these. You are all miserable comforters. Is there no end to your empty words? What provokes you that you continue testifying? If you were in my place, I could also talk like you. I could string words together against you and shake my head at you. Instead, I would encourage you with my mouth, and the consolation from my lips would bring relief. If I speak... My suffering is not relieved, and if I hold back, does any of it leave me? Surely he has now exhausted me. You have devastated my entire family. You have shriveled me up. It has become a witness. My frailty rises up against me and testifies to my face. His anger tears at me, and he harasses me. He gnashes his teeth at me. My enemy pierces me with his eyes. They open their mouths against me and strike my cheeks with contempt. They join themselves together against me. God hands me over to the unjust. He throws me to the wicked. I was at ease, but he shattered me. He seized me by the scruff of the neck and smashed me to pieces. He set me up as his target. His archers surround me. He pierces my kidneys without mercy and pours my bile on the ground. He breaks through my defenses again and again. He charges at me like a warrior. I have sewn sackcloth over my skin. I have buried my strength in the dust. My face has grown red with weeping, and darkness covers my eyes. Although my hands are free from violence, and my prayer is pure. Earth, do not cover my blood. May my cry for help find no resting place. 
Even now my witness is in heaven and my advocate is in the heights. My friends scoff at me as I weep before God. I wish that someone might argue for a man with God, just as anyone would for a friend. For only a few years will pass before I go the way of no return. My spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. A graveyard awaits me. Surely mockers surround me, and my eyes must gaze at their rebellion. Acknowledge my pledge. Put up security for me. Who else will be my sponsor? You have closed their minds to understanding, therefore you will not honor them. If a man denounces his friends for a price, the eyes of his children will fail. He has made me an object of scorn to the people. I have become a man people spit at. My eyes have grown dim from grief, and my whole body has become but a shadow. The upright are appalled at this, and the innocent are roused against the godless. Yet the righteous person will hold to his way, and the one whose hands are clean will grow stronger. But come back and try again, all of you. I will not find a wise man among you. My days have slipped by. My plans have been ruined, even the things dear to my heart. They turned night into day and made light seem near in the face of darkness. If I await Sheol as my home, spread out my bed in darkness, and say to corruption, You are my father, and to the maggot, my mother or my sister, Where then is my hope? Who can see any hope for me? Will it go down to the gates of Sheol? Or will we descend together to the dust? Then, Bildad the Shuhite replied, How long until you stop talking? Show some sense, and then we can talk. Why are we regarded as cattle, as stupid in your sight? You, who tear yourself in anger. Should the earth be abandoned on your account? or a rock be removed from its place. Yes, the light of the wicked is extinguished. The flame of his fire does not glow. The light in his tent grows dark, and the lamp beside him is put out. His powerful stride is shortened, and his own schemes trip him up. For his own feet lead him into a net, and he strays into its mesh. A trap catches him by the heel. A noose 
seizes him. A rope lies hidden for him on the ground, and a snare waits for him along the path. Terrors frighten him on every side and harass him at every step. His strength is depleted. Disaster lies ready for him to stumble. Parts of his skin are eaten away. Death's firstborn consumes his limbs. He is ripped from the security of his tent and marched away to the king of terrors. Nothing he owned remains in his tent. Burning sulfur is scattered over his home. His roots below dry up and his branches above wither away. All memory of him perishes from the earth. He has no name anywhere. He is driven from light to darkness and chased from the inhabited world. He has no children or descendants among his people, no survivor where he used to live. Those in the West are appalled at his fate, while those in the East tremble in horror. Indeed, such is the dwelling of the unjust man, and this is the place of the one who does not know God. Job answered, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? You have humiliated me ten times now, and you mistreat me without shame. Even if it is true that I have sinned, my mistake concerns only me. If you really want to appear superior to me and would use my disgrace as evidence against me, then understand that it is God who has wronged me and caught me in his net. I cry out, Violence! But get no response. I call for help, but there is no justice. He has blocked my way so that I cannot pass through. He has veiled my paths with darkness. He has stripped me of my honor and removed the crown from my head. He tears me down on every side so that I am ruined. He uproots my hope like a tree. His anger burns against me and he regards me as one of his enemies. His troops advance together. They construct a ramp against me and camp around my tent. 
he has removed my brothers from me. My acquaintances have abandoned me. My relatives stop coming by, and my close friends have forgotten me. My house guests and female servants regard me as a stranger. I am a foreigner in their sight. I call for my servant, but he does not answer, even if I beg him with my own mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife, and my own family finds me repulsive. Even young boys scorn me. When I stand up, they mock me. All of my best friends despise me, and those I love have turned against me. My skin and my flesh cling to my bones. I have escaped with only the skin of my teeth. Have mercy on me, my friends. Have mercy. For God's hand has struck me. Why do you persecute me as God does? Will you never get enough of my flesh? I wish that my words were written down, that they were recorded on a scroll, or were inscribed in stone forever by an iron stylus and lead. But I know that my Redeemer lives and at the end he will stand on the dust. Even after my skin has been destroyed, yet I will see God in my flesh. I will see him myself. My eyes will look at him, and not as a stranger. My heart longs within me. If you say, How will we pursue him, since the root of the problem lies with him? Then be afraid of the sword, because wrath brings punishment by the sword, so that you may know there is a judgment. Then Zophar the Namathite replied, This is why my unsettling thoughts compel me to answer, because I am upset. I have heard a rebuke that insults me, and my understanding makes me reply. Don't you know that ever since antiquity, from the time a human was placed on earth, the joy of the wicked has been brief, and the happiness of the godless has lasted only a moment? Though his arrogance reaches heaven and his head touches the clouds, he will vanish forever like his own dung. Those who know him will ask, Where is he? He will fly away like a dream and never be found. He will be chased away like a vision in the night. The eye that saw him will see him no more, and his household will no longer see him. His children will beg from the poor, for his own hands must give back his wealth. His frame may be full of youthful vigor, but it will lie down with him in dust.
Though evil tastes sweet in his mouth, and he conceals it under his tongue, though he cherishes it and will not let it go, but keeps it in his mouth, yet the food in his stomach turns into cobra's venom inside him. He swallows wealth, but must vomit it up. God will force it from his stomach. He will suck the poison of cobras. A viper's fangs will kill him. He will not enjoy the streams, the rivers flowing with honey and curds. He must return the fruit of his labor without consuming it. He doesn't enjoy the profits from his trading. For he oppressed and abandoned the poor. He seized a house he did not build. Because his appetite is never satisfied. He does not let anything he desires escape. Nothing is left for him to consume. Therefore, his prosperity will not last. At the height of his success, distress will come to him. The full weight of misery will crush him. When he fills his stomach, God will send his burning anger against him, raining it down on him while he is eating. If he flees from an iron weapon, an arrow from a bronze bow will pierce him. He pulls it out of his back, the flashing tip out of his liver. Terrors come over him. Total darkness is reserved for his treasures. A fire unfanned by human hands will consume him. It will feed on what is left in his tent. The heavens will expose his iniquity, and the earth will rise up against him. The possessions in his house will be removed, flowing away on the day of God's anger. This is the wicked person's lot from God, the inheritance God ordained for him. Psalm 7 Lord my God, I seek refuge in you. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is injustice on my hands, if I have done harm to one at peace with me or have plundered my adversary without cause, may an enemy pursue me and overtake me. May he trample me to the ground and leave my honor in the dust. Rise up, Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my adversaries. Awake for me. You have ordained a judgment. Let the assembly of peoples gather around you. Take your seat on high over it. The Lord judges the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity. Let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. The one who examines the thoughts and emotions is a righteous God. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who shows his wrath every day. If anyone does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has strung his bow and made it ready. 
He has prepared his deadly weapons. He tips his arrows with fire. See, the wicked one is pregnant with evil, conceives trouble, and gives birth to deceit. He dug a pit and hollowed it out, but fell into the hole he had made. His trouble comes back on his own head. His own violence comes down on top of his head. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord Most High. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. If you have yet to visit our website, head over to commuterbible.org to find out more about the podcast and to find some resources that could help you navigate and catalog your Bible reading this year. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him. And he will make your paths straight. Thank you.